Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name's Tom Short. I'm so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it. Yesterday we talked about faith and how important faith is in our life. And as we start this new year, if you want to pray for me and I pray for you, that we'd be people of faith. It says in Hebrews 11, 6, that without faith, it's impossible to please God. For everyone who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Indeed, we live in a world that more many people around us, if they believe in God, they keep it to themselves. They're kind of taught you don't talk about these things in polite company. We don't live in the acknowledgement of God, the recognition of God's presence. The Bible refers to this as the fear of the Lord, the awareness that God is always there and having the appropriate reverence and respect for God as being our the supreme, our king, our Lord, our authority. And so this unbelief can wear off on us. It's, a, it's part of our culture, but it's part of humanity as well. To want to live exalting ourselves and forgetting that there's a God and not living in light of a God. And we've got to fight this, my friends, because it's like a fish swimming in water. We, he doesn't realize that he's in the water until you take him out of it. And we're in such a secular culture. Sometimes we don't even realize how, how much God is excluded until we are intentionally thinking about him, his presence. So anyway, we must have faith. Faith is, and what is faith? In Scripture, it says this, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And I want to focus in on this last part of this verse, the conviction of things not seen. A belief, a deep, deep belief, a conviction deep in my soul that something that's not seen is real. Something that's not seen is true. For instance, we're talking here about God, obviously, a deep conviction, not just a preference or not just a kind of a think, a kind of think so, but a conviction that God is real, that God is there, and that God is active and alive. He's not just some passive God who does nothing. He's real, he's personal, he's loving, he's active, he's supreme, and he will reward those who put him first and who seek him and who honor him. Our God is a God who will reward such people. Now, it says here that, it, that we have a conviction of something not seen. Faith does not see things. does not mean there's not reason to believe it. It just means you cannot see it. You cannot see it, okay? I'd like to talk a little bit about learning to see the unseen. I learned something about this back before I was even a Christian, and I'll tell you personal, personally that when I was, you know, back in high school, before I was saved, I played basketball. And I can remember many times sitting in English class or Spanish class or one of these that, to be honest, weren't really interesting to me in eighth and ninth grade. And I sat there and I would dream about plays I would make in basketball. I remember one dream I had, one daydream. I would sit there daydreaming. I'm in, awake in class. But I remember one that I particularly thought of, and that was at the end of the game, I would steal the ball, go down and score a layup to win the game. Believe it or not, I, and that was like so, so vivid in my imagination, and I just could see myself doing this. 
And believe it or not, the last game of our ninth grade season in a tournament, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly, exactly as I'd been seeing it for months ahead of time. What went on there? Did my thinking bring it into reality? I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not saying that I had the power of, of, you know, my thoughts can make something happen. But when the opportunity presented itself, when that play happened, it became a reality because I'd seen it in my mind a thousand times before. I know young people today, like, again, I'm sports illustration. I think people keep getting better and better at sports. Why? Because ESPN, they can watch all these highlights on TV each night. They can see these great players making great plays. In my day, nobody dunked the ball. Now they all not only can dunk it, they can all dunk it as good or better than, than Michael Jordan did. How do they do that? They've seen it in their mind. And once you see it, you can see how you can put yourself in that realm. Now, these are secular examples of how of the power of seeing something that's not yet your reality, seeing yourself dunk the ball, seeing me steal the ball, seeing me score that winning basket, seeing yourself doing these things in sports. Can this same power, the same ability come over to your spiritual life? I believe so. I really do. And I think it's part of what faith is. Let me show you some verses in this. Remember, Hebrews says that faith is the conviction of things not seen. And yet Hebrews chapter 11 is God's faith hall of fame. These are the great heroes of the faith. And notice how often, I I didn't have time to do all of them, but let me show you just a few because all throughout this chapter, it talks about seeing things. Faith is a conviction of things not seen. And yet all throughout the chapter, it talks about seeing things. For instance, verse three, by faith, we understand the world's, which you see, were prepared by the word of God so that that which that so that what is seen was not made from things which are visible. Here you have this idea right now. Okay, something we see, the worlds, all the all the creation was once not there. It came into being something that was not visible is now something visible. It's here, the world. God created it. This was by something we understand by faith. Abraham it says when him, he left Ur and he was traveling to the promised land. It said, Abraham, how did he do this? Why was he doing this? He was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Couldn't see it, but he was looking for it. Again, this synonym, these, these words that describe seeing something. He was looking to something that he could not see. He'd never seen it but he believed it would come to be. He believed it was there because God was its architect and builder. He'd heard from God. He'd heard from God. How about this one? Moses endured persecution. He endured the persecution of the Pharaoh and the hardships of life. He endured as seeing him who is unseen. Wow. I love that as a definition of faith. I see someone who is unseen, but because I see him, it affects my actions. It affected Moses to endure. How did he do it? He saw, he saw God, but God is unseen. Do you see the, 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 what faith is here? There's all the, the book of Hebrews, the chapter 11 of Hebrews is filled with examples of people who saw something. Go through it yourself and take a colored pencil of some sort 
and mark every instance of something that says he saw or he is looking or or something that had the idea of vision. It says of these, a, a general overview, all of these died in faith without receiving the promises, but having seen them and having welcomed them from a distance, they saw something here. Faith has the ability to see something. And I want to encourage you to think of your life as a life of faith, seeing something. Now, again, when I was, like I said, before I was even a Christian, I was seeing these plays I wanted to make in basketball. And amazingly, they came to reality. Uh, Later on in life, as I had different goals in life, I remember once I was visiting one of the largest churches in America. And uh, I asked, this was this is a number of years ago, this was back in like 1980s, late 80s, and I was beginning to dream about being a pastor of a really large church. And so I was in this particular city, and I thought I would visit it, and, and uh, someone was kind of showing me around the church, and I asked, could I go up and stand in the pulpit? And uh, they said, oh, no, no, we, you can't do that, and it Actually, the it was quite ornate, and they said it could be slippery up there and liability and all these things. And and uh, they they asked, and I said, they said, no, I can't. And then the, the tour person said, well, by the way, why do you want to? And I said, I'm a pastor, and uh, and and I believe something. By the way, that I'd heard John Maxwell say, if you want to become a great person, meet great people, go to great places, read great books. I might add, watch great movies. And and uh, and I said, I just want to. I'm a pastor. I thought I'd like to go stand up in that pulpit for a moment. And this person who was, you know, kind of a giving a tour of the building, they said, Wait a minute. They went and talked to a superior. Came back, and, and here's what this lady said to me. She said, You go stand up there, and you take as long as you want. Don't come down until you have, until you've been there as long as you want. You've seen what you want to see. Well, I stood up there in that pulpit for a while. Now. I never became a pastor of a large megachurch because I think God had a different plan for me. But as I stood there, I thought, uh, and, and interestingly, as I stood in that pulpit, in all honesty, I never could see myself as being that person. Part of me kind of, you know, you always want to be a big, big church pastor or whatever, if you're in my profession. But even as I stood there, it's not like it's something did not resonate with me, not in the way that did years ago, wanting to score that basket. And I think that just seeing it doesn't always make a difference, but I want to encourage you. This is one reason we go to Israel, by the way. It's one reason I like to visit historical places. I like to go and be where great acts of heroism were done because I want to do heroic acts. I want to read great books. One reason I read the Bible and other great books, watch great movies that inspire me and bring out courage and and, and integrity and, and faith and love, things like this. I want to see those things, and then I want to picture myself being there. Now, like I said, when I stood in that one pulpit, it didn't automatically mean I was going to go pastor a megachurch someday, and that wasn't God's plan for me. God led me back onto the college campus where he wanted me to be there. But I want all this comes down to you. And something we said several days ago as we talked about the new year, and that is learning to see yourself and visualize yourself. What does it look like, your stage in life, your place in life, to be the ideal Christian? If you're a parent, you need to stop and give some real thought. If you're a parent of young children, what's it look like to be a godly mom or dad? What's it look like 
to interact with my child or to lead my home in a godly way. If you're a student, what does it look like to be on campus as a godly person? What does it look like to, if you're homeschooled, to relate to your parents as a godly student, a godly son or daughter? If you go to work, what does it look like in your field, in whatever field you are, in whatever occupation you have, to be a Christian man or woman there? And I want to encourage you, give some thought to it. The, your preparation and how in your own mind's eye you're seeing yourself being a good Christian at school, at work, in your home, at the church, and in whatever specific, and the more specific you can visualize this and see this in your mind, this is walking by faith. Faith isn't just a blank future. Faith is saying, God, what are you doing? And the more these ideas can come into your mind, I think the more likely they are to happen. It's been said of shooting at a, at shooting at a, at a, at a target. If you aim at nothing, you hit it every time. The more clearly you see the target, the more the, the more likely you are to hit the bullseye. The more you can focus on the bullseye, the more likely to hit the target. Now, what are we saying? Basically, God is wanting to make us like Jesus. God is wanting to transform our character and life to be like Jesus. What would it look like if Jesus were in your job? What would it look like if Jesus were a student in your school? What would it look like if Jesus was the parent of your children? This is what I'm talking about. And not only what you will be, but what you will do. If there are things in your mind that God is laying on your heart to to accomplish or to do in service to him, take some time and really try and figure out what would that look like? The more clear you can articulate in your mind, even in writing or committing and saying it to others, the more clear you can be about what you believe God is calling you to do, I believe the more likely you are to achieve it. If it's fuzzy, it, you'll reach it in a fuzzy way. If you're the more articulate, the more you'll be drawn to it and the more you will see it happen. Why? Because that's what faith is. And God uses us and God works among us. God, The great things that God wants to do in and through you are done by faith seeing the unseen, seeing what is not yet real, believing it, believing that God will do it, and he'll do it through you. And the more you can clarify that in your mind and see it in your mind, I believe that's part of what faith is. Faith is the assurance, the conviction of things not seen. Let's pray about it. Father in heaven, I pray for each one of us that we would not just passively and go through life without believing you for things. I believe, Father, that you want to use each one of us to make a difference in this world, whether that's in our own family, at work, at school, our church, our community. Some of us may make a difference in whole countries. I pray, Father, that you would help us to understand and to see and to hear your call. We don't just want to dream up things in our own mind. Lord, that's what I did with the basketball, and that was fun and nice and, and memorable. But you have far bigger things in mind for us than just what we dream up on our own. I pray, Father, you would put in our hearts and in our minds a real calling, a vision for what you want to do through, in and through our lives. Lord, help us to hear from you. And when we, and we, hear, when we hear that call and when we 
we begin to see that. I pray, Lord, we'd never let go of it. And I pray we would see it clearly. And and the more clear it would be and the more we could articulate in our own mind, help us, Lord, shall we say, to to daydream about you doing great things through us like I daydreamed about basketball. Might we dream about you doing the uh, things through us, Lord? I think if the Scripture enacts that you would give, young men would dream dreams and old men would dream dreams, Lord. And I pray we would dream dreams of how you're going to work in our lives. And I pray that that would happen even this year. Oh, Lord, take us places we've never been, work in us in ways we've never seen happen. Bring that which is unseen and, and not real yet, bring it into being through your mighty power as you work in our lives and through our lives. Might we do things that are truly significant in our service to you. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, folks. Boy, I love thinking about this. And I, and I do believe for you, I do believe for you, God wants to break you out of the mold. God wants to do more in and through you and through me than we've ever thought possible. Faith begins to see it. Like Abraham, he saw that city. And he, and he went out and he began to act because he saw what God was going to do. He saw it. Where did he see it here? He never saw it with his physical eye. He saw it in his heart, in his mind. God had given him that and he pursued it. Has God given you something to pursue? I hope so. I hope so. Hey, if you're new, welcome. I hope you will join us every day. Subscribe to our channel. Come here because we get the word of God every day here. And we talk about it in ways that I think will change our lives. And we need that. And we need to persevere like Moses did as seeing him who's unseen, being reminded of God's truth day by day. So I hope you will join us. It's putting in your schedule to come either live, 8.30 a.m. live, or later in the day, you can join us. The videos are always left up or even listen to the podcast on the Apple, Spotify, or Google platform. Please tell your friends, post on your social media. God bless you. I love you. And we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.